the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Spirit, always a hot topic. We'll talk about him next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Receive the Holy Spirit. A sentence found here in Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 48. But what does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit? And why do we need to? And what are the benefits? Well, these are questions we hope to answer over the next couple of days as you join us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Welcome to the broadcast. Take uh, a few minutes and join us. Again, Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 48. With this edition of Times of Refreshing Now, once again, our teacher and pastor, here's Napoleon Kaufman. To be effective as a leader within uh, within a local church, you have to make sure that you understand the value of balance while governing a church. And that goes for not only just the senior pastor, or the elders in the church, but everyone that's involved, because we're all kind of, and you know this, we're all in this together to see God's will accomplished in the earth. But it takes balance. And this word oftentimes is getting, it gets a bad rap. You know, people have a hard time with it. They don't understand. But God, even within himself, there's a balanced aspect to to who he is and what he does. God is not just about love, he's also about justice. God is not just this or that. He, but when you, when you get a chance to, to meet God and get to know God and, and, and find out who he is through the scripture, you see that, yes, God is who he is, but there's a balanced aspect. Jesus is not just a lamb. He is also a who. So you see there's a balance. And it's the same way when it comes to local church. The thing that is so critical for a local church is that we understand that we need the word of God, but we also need the spirit of God. And there is a balance. We never want to be a church that's just strong in the word, but we don't give time for God's spirit to have his way. We never want to be a church that just focuses on the Holy Spirit, but we don't take time to get into our word. It has to be both. It's not either or. It always has to be both. We want to be a church that's strong on the word. And as a church, we believe uh, in equipping the saints to do the work of ministry. But the work of ministry is not just serving within a church or serving in our community. The work of ministry is also knowing how to navigate and, and walk and live in life. So we're not just equipping people for the sake of getting them to do and serve within the church. We're equipping people to live the right kind of life in the presence of God, amen, and before people. And so it's, it's, it's not just either or, and the word of God is used. The word of God is necessary. 
The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. The entrance of God's word brings life and it brings light. It brings illumination. God's word is is like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. The stony places in our hearts. It's God's word that breaks us down and breaks down those areas of our life that need to be changed. God's word, it cuts, but it also heals. God's word is spirit and it is life to people. God's word becomes our daily bread. God's word, it washes us. It cleanses us. It delivers us. It changes our perspective. When we get into the Bible, the Bible becomes alive, not just to us, but in us. We're born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. God's word is a powerful force. When Jesus had confrontation with the devil, he didn't argue with him. He simply stated the facts of God's word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He understood this dynamic. And it's so important that we that we come to Wednesday night Bible studies and that we get into the word of God and that we're spending time in the scripture. We have a school of ministry within this church when we teach about the doctrine of God, about the doctrine of man, about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We teach about the gifts of the Spirit of God. We teach about the the fivefold ministry gifts. We teach about all these things. Why? Because we want people to be solid in the Word. And we need the Scripture. Not for to prove how smart we are or to to show off and to show how many Scriptures we can memorize and and to impress people. We teach the Scripture because it helps to change our lives. We feast on the Word. We hunger for God's word. We love God's word. God's word is truth. It dispels the lies. It changes our thought processes and helps us to understand our our, our need for God. It reminds us not of just how good God is, but, but how bad we have been and we can be without God. And then it reminds us of how God's grace is sufficient for us. The scripture is powerful. Powerful. When you think about the Bible, every, people are trying to figure out about this and stuff and all this stuff in the world. And pick up your Bible. The Bible will tell you about archaeology and, and David. And, and it will tell you about everything you need to know concerning life. It's profitable. For instruction, for teaching, for reproof. It's profitable for instruction in righteousness that we may be thoroughly perfect or mature. God's word is awesome. And all those things concerning God's word are true. But without the Holy Spirit, we'll never understand it all. And so we need the power of God's word. But now we have to remember that we need the Holy Spirit. Woo! I just feel it. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. He's the one who he's the author. He's the one who inspired men to write this. He's the one that gives clarity. He helps us to take a little here and a little there. He helps us to rightly divide the word of truth. It's the Holy Spirit. He is the person. 
that gives us clarity. He dispels the lies and the confusion. It is he who gives us the ability to understand the deep things of God. And all of us need to cultivate a relationship with the spirit of God. And this relationship should never just be confined to our prayer closet. It should be when we're driving down the street. As you're raising your kids. As you're trying to be a good husband. As you're trying to be a good mother. As you're trying to work on your job. That the Holy Spirit, He's there to bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever things Jesus has said through His Word. And what we do is we learn to walk with the Spirit of God. And He becomes not an it or a thing. He becomes a person that walks with us. That talks with us. That comforts us. That corrects us, that rebukes us, that challenges us, that, that wraps his arms around us and says, you can make it through life. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need God's word. But if we do not have God's spirit, we'll just become self-righteous, pharisaical people that know a bunch of scripture, but the scripture has never come alive in us. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to to get down on the inside of us and we begin to yield to his influence and we become teachable. Then the Holy Spirit begins to give us the glimpses of the great things that God has done for us and the great things that God has in store for us. But so many times, instead of us welcoming the Holy Spirit into our Daily lives, we say, I got this. I got this. And then we look around and we finally wake up and realize, I don't have this. And it's always good to know that Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. That I will come to you. And he said that he would send his spirit to us. And the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us into all truth. That he would be our paraclete. That he would go before us and he would prepare the way and that he would lead us through this life. And saints, never forget this. Develop your relationship with the Spirit of God. Get to know him. And get to know him while you put this down. Get to know him. Get to know him when you pick this up. Get to know him. Understand that he wants to be involved in every area. And as a church and as your pastor, the thing that I say is, Lord, we're going to be strong in the word. But Holy Spirit, we need you. Have your way. We just don't want to be an a Now watch this. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. Well, we just become proud over what we know through the scripture. And we're going to know a lot through the scripture. But we, but through our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we also are reminded of our constant need for him. And his guidance and even understanding the scripture. This church will never return, will never become a, a place where we just, the Holy Spirit, no, 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 no. The sign of a great church is not just how much scripture we, we, we know, but 
how much we're willing to allow the Holy Spirit to take control. Not only in our personal lives, but when in our church. Holy Spirit, lead us. You are our guide. Holy Spirit, lead our families. Lead us on our jobs. Lead us in business. Lead us through life. Holy Spirit, we need you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen, y'all? We need his presence. You know, as I, as I was looking at this, I was, I was reminded, I, I looked up the word, I looked up Holy Spirit in, uh, in my concordance, and, and we see that he is mentioned 110 times in the Bible. And not only that, but I was amazed because over 40 times in the Bible, out of this 110 times, over a 40 times, the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is where the church really began, really got started. You read uh, Acts chapter 1 and 2. And you see the church's birth, it started, it's, Jesus said that he would not even send them forth as witnesses until the Holy Spirit had come upon them and they had received power from the Spirit of God. From there, we see great and mighty acts. We see the power of God being released. We see pe- people that were crippled being healed. We see people that were bound up in sorcery and witchcraft being delivered and set free. We see individuals getting delivered from from demons and bondages. We see individuals like Apostle Paul, who was first named Saul, getting converted. We see the the Bible come alive and we see God do great things in these individuals who weren't people of great prestige and honor. They weren't dignitaries. But simple people that Jesus chose and released his spirit upon, they went forth and God used them mightily to impact their spheres of influence. We see Peter, who had run from, who had denied the Lord, had turned his back on the Lord. We see Peter now standing up boldly in Acts chapter 2, preaching the first message and giving clarity concerning the outpouring of the spirit of God. This is a man who had just denied the Lord. But when that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. God changed his life. We see John. And we see these individuals, Philip. We see Stephen being stoned to death, but in the midst of it being filled with the Spirit of God and glorifying God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. We see the power of God being released in ordinary people's lives. And I want to remind you, it's not your title that makes you great. It's God's presence in your life that makes you great. Can I have an amen? It's God's presence that that makes you great. And these individuals were used and thousands of years later, we're still talking about their lives and their testimonies. But in Acts chapter 10, I want to just hone in on this passage of Scripture because these these passages help to just remove all barriers. And I hope that today that you are convinced from this moment that 
that all you have to do is receive him. Receive him into your life. It says in, in, verse, in verse 34, Jesus had given Peter the keys of the kingdom and he opened the door to the Jews when he spoke the first message in Acts chapter 2. He unlocked the revelation concerning Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So Jesus, so Peter t- takes the keys and he opens the door through his message and now Jews receive abundantly. The same Peter in Acts chapter 10 we see receives a vision from God and God uses him now to open the door to the Gentiles so that they would receive. And we pick this story up in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no what? Partiality. He's at a Gentile's house by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius is has, has, has summons him. Peter is there. And I love what Peter says. He says, I believe this is a Gentile. This isn't just for the Jews. He says, I believe that God shows no partiality. And I'm saying that to everyone in this room. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter about your social economic situation, your background. It doesn't matter to God. What kind of situations you've had in your life, what your mama did. Stop blaming your parents. If you want the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. It's not this person's fault. It's not that person's fault. God is showing no partiality. He's not looking. He, God is just, he's looking for people that are hungry. We're going to see here that are hungry for him. And what we have to do is stop saying that this isn't for me. God wants the spirit of God. To be so ushered into your life that, that he just, that he takes over. And he begins to lead you on a journey that, trust me, you'll be grateful for. But what happens is we have to see that God's not showing partiality. I may not know everything. But God still wants to release his spirit into my life. God still loves me. I may have made some mistakes in my past. Stop living in your past. It's amazing because sometimes we're thinking about stuff way more than God is ever thinking about. He's not thinking about it. But we're thinking about it. And we have to stop. He says, I perceive. Look what he says in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation. Whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. I love this because we have to begin to discern and begin to develop the fear of the Lord in our lives. And then out of that, not just accept Christ's righteousness, but start to, I like this, work righteousness. Work Righteousness should not just come to us. Righteousness should come through us. Not just to us. Righteousness should come through us. Through us, he says, is accepted by him. Look at verse 36. The words which God sent to the children of Israel, proclaiming peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil For God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things. 
which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. He says, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. How God, him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. And to him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Now watch this. Verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words. So we see the word of God going forth. The Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. The word. So we see this balance. It didn't say that the Spirit of God asked. It just said that while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit just started falling on the people. These people undoubtedly were hungry. They were waiting to receive something. God had already told Cornelius to to bring Peter to his house because something was going to happen. So they were prepared and they were open. Did they expect this? I, I don't know if they expected this. But what I am saying is they were open to whatever was going forth from the word and whatever would happen as a result of the word. And sometimes what happens to us in church saints is we're sitting under the word of God. And instead of us just saying, God, I'm open to receive whatever it is you have to say, we go into we go into analyzation mode. Instead of, Lord, I receive. What we say is now we all need to discern and check the scriptures and do those things. But but when you see something is black and white and it's here on the page. We have to learn to receive. And in this moment, it's, it's a shame because some people will say, well, that's, you know, oh, this message is good for my homegirl. I wish she was here today. My cousin need to hear that. My goodness. I knew I should have called him. My husband, oh, he's sitting right next to me. You know you need to hear this. We write notes to the person next to us. We start thinking about our kids. My kid need to be in the grown-up service today. What is he doing over there? The Holy Spirit was leading me to bring him in here today. We start doing, instead of, instead of doing this, we start doing this. And sometimes it's not a matter, I love this because it's not a matter of, sometimes, saints, it's not a matter of us doing it intentionally. We've just developed this bad habit that the word of God is for everyone else except me. Because we're just trying to analyze everything instead of listening with the intent of receiving and obeying. And being open, God, this is, this is for me. While they're there and their hearts are open, it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit, he fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Why were they astonished? Because they were still in the old mode. These 
Jewish believers were thinking that this is just for me. This is just for us. This, this, the promise was for us. The Holy Spirit, he's for us. And the power of God just for us. And all these other nations, it's, it's not for them. And they were astonished. And it's a shame because this is what we do sometimes even in our culture. <sighs> Let me say this, saints. When the Holy Spirit is being poured out, we want to be discerning enough to discern that it's the Holy Spirit being poured out. And, and we cannot always measure how the Holy Spirit is being poured out solely on the basis of our personal experience. If you go with me to Japan, the, the Spirit of God is being poured out. The manifestation doesn't always look exactly like it looks here at our services. But the power of God is being released. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.